he offered me donuts and I was like, ooh, sugar daddy. And he was like, I am a sugar daddy. And I was like, hold on, black man. Hold on. Hold on, black man. Donuts, donuts sugar. sugar. Donuts and sugar. That NFL money. Mm. Rocking that, that bling bling. I was like, ooh. Watch, he's gonna start texting you, and he's gonna he's gonna put a single singular snowflake. A singular snowflake? I don't actually know what that means. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I actually do not know what that means. So apparently, on Twitter, there's been a trend, um, with with people slipping into in each other's DMs, and they just post a snowflake to show that they're interested. Interesting. Yeah, but there's some sort of sugar daddy, sugar mama context because there's something about like, oh girl, if he be sending you this, you better make sure you get that bag. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, where were we? Um, Have you had that happen where people come up in like your DMs and like offer to be your sugar daddy? That's never happened to me before. That's happened to me like three times. I never I'm received not even that privilege. Like that. I, was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a privilege. Sometimes I look at these people and I'm like, I feel like this is a scam. I feel like this is uh, like what? I'm... To, to me, if someone says like, oh, I can't, I, I just want to spoil you. I'm like, great. Please give me a monthly payment of like three grand so you can help me pay off those loans. That would, if you want me to feel comfortable and stress-free around you, that's part of the plan here. Right. This is the Veronica packet. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> Tier 1, pay 3 grand. Tier 2, pay 6 grand and you'll get a massage. Tier 6. <laughs> like, wait. How many tiers, though? How many tiers? How many... What type of tier, bitch, are you? How many tiers? <laughs> How many tears do I have to cry before you make me disappointed? Oh my gosh. I had a friend um, who someone like messaged her and wanted her to like just be mean to him and take his money and just treat him like a little cash pig. But she was like so nice and not into that and was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm oh like, my God. Be mean. Get that money. Get that money. It's like, how do I do this? Like, what? <laughs> Um, on this episode of Lady Blurred Sings the Blues, Kylie Too Smart and Sometimes V talk about how we need to get paid for our loving services. Right? For the honor of being in my presence. <laughs> we haven't talked to you guys in about a few weeks, so sorry that you guys have entered into that. But sometimes, you know, there, there needs to be some standards. Yeah, we missed you. We missed you. And we just need to remind you that you are worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel like this intro uh, went way off the rails. No. What happened? I know. Um, I, I don't know. So, sorry. We took about a month off. Um, sometimes V, a.k.a. me, uh, I was dealing with some... Uh, life. Life. Um, but, no, I actually finished a huge project. I finished um, Mag West. I was their uh, West guest department head so I was in charge of booking guests and kind of wrangling them to make sure that they can do content and you know you know get into the spirit of mag west and do fun things for everybody at the convention even though we were virtual this year it was the first year that we were virtual you were working so hard what was it like uh the whole virtual gig um there was a lot of crying and a lot of I love you's on Slack. I'll tell you that Aww. much. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know, you really do feel the community, like, not being able to see people. And then when you see a bunch of people virtually online and you're like, oh, I, I miss you guys. So it does. You get those real deep. Yeah. And the guests that we, we had on this year, they were, they were 
fantastic. Like, they were such wonderful people. Like, we had from, like, Elisa Melendez to Danielle McRae to... Um, we had a couple of ladies from the 8-Bit Big, Big, Big Band um, come through Sydney. Uh, Kirch Stodd, sorry if I mispronounced your name, and I believe Natalie Tenenbaum. Um, and so they were super nice. Like, they were just really nice and very prompt. And, like, you know, they, they, made, the, they made the convention, like, sparkle as it could. And there was a lot of good performances. Like, a couple of uh, nerdcore artists came through, such as, like, Mark Cooper who I'm friends with and I've also done an interview with in the past, and then another upcoming nerdcore artist who's also um, a uh, cybersecurity dude. Uh, his name is... Oh, my. Ooh. There goes my shirt back into my jeans. Oh, my. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> right, right. But, no, a lot of stuff has happened, but, like, no, I mean, and I'm sure there a lot of things have happened to you, Kylie, while we've been away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, while we've been away, I got a new phone, and then because I'm technologically impaired, uh, <laughs> I couldn't, like, transfer all my files and, like, apps from my old phone to my new phone because the screen was cracked, and then... Um, it was just sad because I couldn't get into Facebook because I couldn't get the code and then I finally got back onto Facebook and lo and behold, I like, I check on my brother. I'm like my brother's biggest fan. I love him. He does his show, um, like twice a week online doing reggae and blues and rock and I go back and I'm on my brother's page because of course that's like the first place that I go and like literally I haven't watched the debates I haven't watched nothing on Facebook I come back to like 99 plus notifications I know like there's Donald Trump and then there's Donald Trump just being like a shit ass and he has fake ass COVID we don't even know if it was real or fake but and then Kamala Harris just bosses up during her her debate with Mike Pence and my favorite tweet with that debate by the way was the fly. The fly. Right? I kept, I got all this stuff that I had no idea what was happening. I was like, what is up with this fly? Like, right? But, like, someone was like, Mike Pence's only black friend is the right. fly. And it's I fucking bad. lost it. And so, and then also there was an uh, an uprise about Katie Porter, how she just, like, you know, calls out a bunch of, like, corporate guys. Like, one guy she, one guy she called out, I think, was, um, was in charge of, like, the insulin, insulin, um companies and like he made a life-saving drug from being conveniently cheap for everybody and he spiked up the price for his own for yeah, his that, own game that asshole that guy yeah that he sucks and she also interviewed uh mike mark mike mike zuckerberg and called him out on his shit so a lot of shit just kind of happened um but i'm glad you got onto facebook and yeah. that you're following your brother and your brother's okay like, yeah no he was like oh trump got covid and he was like, I don't want to hear anything from these MAGA hat wearing Neanderthals. Okay, so he's in Hawaii and he's black. My family's been in Hawaii for like three generations. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give me more context. So why why was he fighting on Facebook? What happened? No, so he just made this post about Trump having COVID and like he doesn't want to hear from like these MAGA people in Hawaii who are saying that like COVID isn't real. And then like all of a sudden, I swear, all these like middle-aged white dudes who uh, come from Florida or Texas with their goddamn real estate licenses or who are like, oh my God, Keith, you're so racist for posting this. I, your music is so good, but I guess I'm not going to follow you anymore because you're so racist. And I'm just like, dude, 
the fuck out of here. Like, if you really knew my brother, you would know that he is, like, the kindest person. He is so loving. Like, we, my family is mixed as fuck. And he even corrected some people. He was like, you clearly don't know me because, like, my mom's white, my grandparents are white, and um, mm-hmm. they don't agree with white supremacy either, so you can get the fuck on. And, like, even somebody, look, Kahala Greg, you're lucky I'm not in the islands. I don't know who you think you are, sir. Oh? But, like, yeah, these white boys are getting real brave in isolation. Come to find out, like, look, your pages are public and you're on an island. So I suggest maybe not posting all of your white supremacist ideas for all oh. these local people out there to come find you, because we will. Don't play. Man, do you think that, do you think he's really sick? Bruh, like... <laughs> I mean, aside from your brother's, like... But no, like, this is a Mentally lot. speaking, for sure. <laughs> sick in many ways. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the fear-mongering on the debate, like, like I said, I've been behind on the time so i just watched the debate oh like, you watched it oh yes no. over the weekend and can i just say as a country like it's it's so embarrassing to have your president behave that way mm-hmm. to have a moderator have to interrupt you several times and like mm-hmm. you're like if your moderator is breaking down like gentlemen gentlemen like please some decorum can we can we act like grown people? He's like, I thought I was dealing with adults. So I was like, no, you're dealing with uh, big children. Like, I feel like Biden did okay. He did okay, like, but he also, ex- but he kind of expressed himself of how we were all feeling a little yes. bit. So like, much that I was like, oh, you were a little slippy with your answer, so you was a little <laughs> evasive, but... Oh my god, I felt the biggest eye roll with the entire country when they were talking about social inequality. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think everyone just tuned out because they, they know that they were just going to hear disappointing answers. I don't even remember that part of the debate, to be honest. It was just bad. It was just all bad. Uh, yeah. Mr. President, I'm t- can I finish asking the question? So, like, your brother posted this stuff about the debate and like he got a bunch of like flack from a bunch of white guys in Hawaii which white guys in Hawaii is kind of a weird thing for me to say because that belongs to the indigenous folk of Hawaii. Damn howlies man! Yeah so like why why were they going like I think you were telling me how one of them didn't want to follow your brother's career. Yeah he's just like oh like you've just lost a follower and everybody else is like oh sounds like your following just got like one person cooler like I'll be sure to support you more often. You know, it was like, uh, don't insult local artists. And he got yeah. on there and was like, oh, uh, Keith thinks Leonard Skinner is racist, which was like, that's not true. Like, my brother plays all kinds of music. He has country songs out. Like, uh, uh, I yeah. don't know what it is. <laughs> Just uh, feeling free to speak their minds. I, I really want your brother to go in a parking lot with one of them and just, like, duke it out. Oh, my God. I mean, It's I just the comments on there were it's so... Just, can you read one of the comments? My brother is, like, he's such a cuddly person, too. Like, he's so not violent. <laughs> so it's just funny to, like, see some of the responses that have come out and, like, all these other people that are, like, showing support. Like, that's wonderful. But it's also just, like, what a crazy world we think in. Like, people are talking about his singing in response mm-hmm. to, like, some of these comments where I'm, like your views have nothing to do with my brother's singing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If your political agenda doesn't match up with his, that doesn't mean that you have to go on his page and just, like, talk shit for no reason. Yeah. Oh, no, somebody... uh, Mr. Greg. Kahala Greg 
said my brother was so racist that he should wear a mask like a good little sheep, which I'm like, actually, he should wear a mask. Um, it's a small-ass island, and mm-hmm. everybody should be masking up, and he does when he's out and about, <laughs> which is rare because, like, you can't even really be on the beach if you're not in the water. Like, people, the locals there are following the letter to the law because it's their health, and they know yeah. that. Yeah. Like, so all these people who are, like, wanting to visit, who are like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, no, dude, like, it's real. <laughs> Please, please, please stay off the beach. Stay off the islands if you don't live there. Like, if you're not planning to quarantine and spend some time there, like, just don't do it. Please. It's a small, closed economy as it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think it's just really disappointing that, like, whenever someone has a, a view outside of their, like, presence, of the genre of their presence, I'm going to just say is, like... They, it's like people get so mad that it's like oh you have a political opinion now now you're invalid like you can't you're no longer you're no longer an artist you suck and it's like wait uh, these issues affect me too like I I play music and I promote peace that's fine but remember I'm also a person that is also impacted by the the implications of society like Keith is a big ass black boy <laughs> he's huge and so if anybody sees him walking down the street out of and don't know doesn't know him out of context it'd be like that's a black man you know <laughs> yeah. and so like with that like blank judgment like he's also victim of anything that could happen to black men and so like of course he's gonna pay attention to the politics and it's gonna have something to say and also like Donald Trump sucks and he's a liar. Yeah, I know this this guy named Scott came on there and was like mostly the one that spent the most time on there. I'm also like really perplexed at the amount of time and effort that people will go into like shitting on someone else's page. Mm-hmm. Um, because this man just like went on and on forever and ever and like luckily, you know, I guess it is like People have time now to just. I just want to know what they said. You have to share with everybody like what your brother said and what this guy said. It was too good. I'm like, which one? There was like so many. (laughs) The sheep guy, the guy that wanted to like literally fight my brother. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was the guy who called my brother a sheep. Well, what did he say when he called him a sheep? Well, okay, so he was like, you're one of the biggest racists on the Honolulu music scene, and everybody knows it. He was like, call me sheep to my face instead of hiding behind your computer, because you kiss my ass in public. Be a man and call me sheep to my face. You don't have the balls to do it. And dude, this man responded. He said, I'm not afraid of your big dumbass, just so we're clear. And the black people in my family know I'm not racist, except for dumbass liberals, which is like, oh, okay, really? So your, your family's cooning. Um, or, like, he just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and his black family really can't stand him. I probably think it's the latter. <laughs> uh, he was just like, uh, Greg, you're a racist clown, bro. Like I said, call me sheep to my face. You kiss my ass in public. Don't get mad that your fearless leader caught the COVID because he was stupid and ignorant and didn't wear a mask and you know his family had COVID. He said, you MAGA hat wearers are a special kind of stupid. To which my brother continued to respond. We could box for charity if you like. Look, he's so kind. He's we like, can box for charity. <laughs> we can box for charity. I want every single person on the face of the earth who says who is fighting with somebody online to be like, oh, you want to fight? Let's fight for charity. He did. He was like, if you win, you can support your fearless leader. If I win, we donate the money to Biden and Harris. We can social distance the thing and everything. Come holler at the dumbass man. He was like, I can have the American flag in my corner. You fly the Confederate flag in yours. We can find out who the real sheep is. I'm a lion boy. I eat sheep. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god. 
it was bad. It was just, it was so bad. <laughs> and then other people are coming on and they're like, who do you play with, Kahala Greg? He's like, make sure everyone knows who you are. He says, my money is a one-punch knockout if you actually had the balls to say it to Keith's face. Uh, it was good. It was so good. Yeah, no, like, you again, your brother is super peaceful. And, He's so nice. And super nice. Like, the first time I've ever met your brother, like, he was so high. And he just <laughs> gives me this fat-ass hug that just, I, I felt like I was going to melt into his arms and chest. Right? And then he's like, hey, are you related? <laughs> <laughs> right? He asked me to. He was like, wait, is she related to us? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't put anything together. He's just so carefree. He cracks me up. Yeah. I love that man. He's so loving, too. He's like, look, like, I... Just because we have differing political views doesn't mean that, you know, we can't still converse like human beings. Have the decency to come correct and have an, like an actual intellectual conversation instead of just talking out your ass and trying to deny facts. Yeah. Like one of these people went on there and they were like, oh, well, like racism in this country isn't real and uh, like spewing, spewing, mansplaining, going on and on and on and like people are coming up on this page like how who are you to tell a black man how to feel about the racism that he faces every day in america mm-hmm. how dare you come and tell him that you know police violence isn't real when you see it it's mm-hmm. in your face every day it happens every single day and i know way too many black men who are just so scared to like even kick it outside by themselves like and I get all, like, paranoid, too. Like, the other the other day, I went to a Pete's Coffee to grab, like, a, a tea, and um, I saw this guy with his dog, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a cute dog. And I, you know, I walk away, and then I notice, like, a white woman comes up to him and starts pointing at him, and I'm like, oh no. And, like, you know, I'm on my guard, and I'm all hyped up, because I'm like, am I gonna have to pull out my phone? Yeah. You know? And that's always, like, the first thing. And so I... I walked up and like she ended up walking away and I had to just double check in on him and she's like, hey man, are you okay? And he goes, oh, she just really likes my dog. And I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah. And, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be a bother. And oh, it's okay. And like I walked off. But like it's just like one of those things like I was trying to make sure that everyone was okay. Like I wasn't even like... I didn't immediately, like, I, I took precautions because of the trend. And like, that's sad that that has to be, like, on your mental radar all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, well. So. <laughs> so. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some nerdy and dirty things. So, I just want to give a huge shout out to the Flex Cup company. Mm. Like. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so for those who are still figuring this out, there is a new method, but also not so new method, um, menstrual cups, right? So menstrual cups, menstrual discs. Revamping. I think they're coming back. Yeah, they're kind of coming back and they're kind of revamping. So there's a couple of uh, different um, companies such as like Flex Cup and Diva Cup, which I'm going to mostly focus on today. And uh, uh, menstrual cups are really nice because you can, instead of wasting so many feminine products, such as, like, pads and tampons, and don't get me wrong, like, that's our foundation. Like, we learned on pads and tampons, right, but girl. there's, we're evolving to be a little bit more eco-friendly when it comes to being on our cycles. And conscientious of just, like, what we put in our bodies. Exactly, yeah. And so, um, since, you know, tampons have the risk of, um, you know, 
toxic shock syndrome and then pads are also there's a lot of chemicals and kind of like the old style pads that we used to use like we just want to be more cautious about what is being exposed downstairs since it's kind of like saturated down there for like seven days straight <laughs> well actually change your shit every day but like we <laughs> but know. like change your shit every day and every hour or however frequently you need to change it but like it's it's still saturated for an x amount of time so uh, so menstrual cups, I started using them because my cycles started getting very heavy and out of control and like tampons were not working. And I also was trying to be eco-friendly. I didn't like having to throw something away all the time or having to stuff like a bunch of tampons and a bunch of pads in my bag. Like Plus while I'm going the to school. inconvenience of having it in your trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, so flex cup is really nice because... Let's start with Diva Cup. So I started with Diva Cup. Diva Cup has two sizes. One for like if you're, they claim if you're older and also have had children because of expansion of whatever is going down, going your on downstairs. Cervix. Yeah, with your cervix. And then um, there's another size for if you have never had babies or you have a smaller system, um, whatever, you know, to each their own, right? So like whether if you need a bigger cup or a small cup, it's literally up to you. Um, and then Flex Cup is the same I think there's like a one size use all or one size for one. One size fits all. One size fits all. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what's different is like they have like kind of a, a, um, a little pull tab. So the flaw with Diva Cup is like when you put a Diva Cup up there, there's no tab. And so what's really annoying is if you just yank the Diva Cup out of there, there's a lot of suction. That can be really uncomfortable, but the flex cup kind of alleviates that suction. So like you pull the tab and it kind of dents in. So it allows some air for you to pull out the menstrual cup without uh, you sucking on your cervix. Right, on I just had a terrible image. Like, you know that trend when they were doing the, the lip puckering with the cups? I was like, yeah. oh, it's like that, but you know. Yeah, like, you, don't, lips. you don't want to accidentally use these devices like it's a plunger. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But my my biggest shout out is actually the menstrual disc. And so um, another day I'll do a different review about the cups individually, just because I've been using cups for a long time and they've really saved me for like regarding like making sure I'm not making a mess um, when it comes to being on the, on my cycle every month. Um, but the discs, so they 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 created a disc as another as another thing. Flex the Flex Cup Company did and. It's basically like a silicone rim and a plastic, like, not plastic, but kind of like a plasticky bag underneath to catch the blood. And you're looking at this and you're like, how, <laughs> how is that going to work? How is that going to catch it all without over- overflowing? Because it looks so small. It does look tiny. I have to say. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this like a female condom or like? <laughs> right, right. It looks like a female condom almost, but it, there's no protection because it, it will protect your cervix, but it's not going to protect your vaginal canal. <laughs> Vaginal. Uh, vaginal? Vaginal. <laughs> vaginal. Vaginal canal. <laughs> we um, went canoeing. Um, and what's canal. really weird is like the instructions are you put it in and you got to make sure you push it until you hit your pelvic bone. And so you're like, okay, and once you hit your pelvic bone, you're supposed to tug up a little bit so it kind of makes a seal. And to me, it kind of gave me a little bit more more understanding of what the anatomy is downstairs because I thought I've not spent that much time in your vagina I feel like 
Maybe you just haven't spent enough. Oh time no, that's fair. Time. But like, also like you know, coming from the background that I come from, like that's you true. know, if you're caught like fucking feeling yourself up there, like you're kind of a weirdo and a pervert, and so you kind of feel like God's watching you. God is watching. And then you. Jesus is just gonna go like whip Shame. open the doors. <laughs> oh God. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up. You made water into wine. You're just as much as a devil. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow, okay, um, these pumpkin beers. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, so, like, what's really nice is, like, it kind of gave me a little bit more perspective on, on my anatomy downstairs. Um, so, the convenience of them is it's another method to kind of catch everything up there. I recommend it if you're kind of at the at the end of your cycle because you're a little bit lighter. Um, they're also one use, so it's not really reducing the, um, it's not really, really reducing the waste, but the biggest feature is is that you can have sex with them i was gonna say so why use this instead of a cup because the purpose is ding 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 so the cup makes a seal around like like it's basically blocking your whole thing so the vaginal canal no vaginal (laughs) entry with a cup the vaginal entry is blocked by the cup um and but yet the disc kind of provides you it kind of provides like the pass to get into the canal. The canal. Um, Got you. So the disc pretty much is just covering your cervix and that yes. allows you to still have penetrative vaginal sex. Exactly. Without spilling your guts everywhere. Exactly. So I was like, this is bullshit. So I actually talked to, I talked with my boyfriend about it, my partner, boyfriend, significant other. It's weird to call him those things. Cause my baby. My baby. My daddy. Um... That doesn't happen in bed, actually. Zaddy? Zaddy. I haven't heard you say zaddy, and, like, for the longest, I was like, "Mm, no. Uh, I like zaddy better than daddy, probably just because I have father issues. So I talked to him about it, and I said, hey, I don't want to make a mess on my bed. I don't want to make a mess on you. I'm going to try this thing. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, if it's too weird, we'll talk about it. And he goes, yeah. So we did it. We did it. (laughs) And... He's, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be awkward and it was going to push up against the part of my body where it was going to be really uncomfortable. And like, I thought it was going to push into me too much. And I'm like, okay, like this is going to be uncomfortable. If anything, actually, while we were doing stuff, I didn't feel it at all. Like I didn't feel it at all. And to be very clear, I, I did not get paid by Flux Cup to talk about this. Like this was one of those things. Like I experimented on my own. I can show you the receipts if anybody's like, no, they, she got sponsored by them. Otherwise, they'd be like, go buy Flex Cup and also menstrual discs that come free with it. No, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying, like, this is my experience. Yeah. Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, is there any issues with using a condom with this? That. So here's the thing. Um, I notice that when he's doing the thing, um, <laughs> that he's kind of grazing it. Um, and it's just a lot of squeaking. It's just a lot of squeaking. So yeah. maybe extra lube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use. So Which like you should be using anyway, but you know, anytime you're introducing. Yeah. So like that's the thing. So like if they're together. yeah. So if I believe if like while using a, a condom, like if if it's like grazing, you want to make sure that you're really ready, or you're using lube to make sure like it's going smooth instead of feeling like it's like dragging on something but most condoms are already lubricated anyway so that shouldn't be an issue um and 
yeah, like, I didn't feel it. The only thing he said that was funny was, like, he felt like he was... <laughs> he was pushing himself against, like, one of those pop toys where you, like, flip it inside out and you put it on the table and it, like, <laughs> pops. So he was waiting for something to pop. Um, <laughs> but other than that, he didn't really have a problem with it. And he, he got the satisfaction that he wanted from it. I think we were both laughing so hard because of how distracting the noise was. Oh, that's so fun, though. Like, I'm glad you guys get to have those kinds of experiences together and that you're comfortable enough in your relationship to just be goofy with your sex. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think that's really important is to make sure, like, you're definitely doing this with somebody who's, like, super duper comfortable. Yeah, I'm so proud of him for not being a little bitch man about period blood. Yeah, this is why, guys, when you're finding someone who is with you, you're not shopping off of a character selection screen. Right? Seriously. Like, that's, like, like my whole thing. Like, don't get me wrong. If you find your mate off of whatever site, like, sure. But, like, I think it's really important to really get to know that person and you get you have to have goofy moments with this person and knowing on how that translates in other areas of your life and it doesn't have to be just sex. Aww. Seriously. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of, like, my review for that. I'm always, like, game for menstrual cups and menstrual cup um, things just because of the fact that, like... Again, like we've talked about before in previous episodes, like how periods can be super painful and that we bleed a lot and like yes. what's a better solution um, than using like the standard pad that we can bleed like over or like a tampon that we just exactly like bleed through. And I yeah. just... And I struggle because I'm like primarily past clots. Mm-hmm. So uh, I struggled like even with pads because it's like always seems to find like that one spot that is not covered mm-hmm. or like... It just doesn't matter what you have because when you're passing a clot, there's just so much blood that just exits all at once that it's like uh, a big mess anyway. So I didn't know if the cups would work. So I'm actually really glad and I'm looking forward to trying um, trying that out from now on. Yeah, it was it was definitely a good solution. Like I said, definitely do the disc when you're like at the tail end of things. I'm just get a vampire and for those, you know. Yuck. Extra heavy floating. Yuck. Yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was kind of like part of our nerdy, dirty segment. If you guys have any comments on that, please let us know. We would like to know your input if you guys have different opinions or different experiences with such. Oh, God. The Fenty Savage show just happened about us for current events. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It I'm was still- beautiful. Lizzo. I'm a gog. Lizzo. I'm aghast. I'm a gape. (laughs) Melissa Jefferson (laughs) fucking killed it in the Fenty Savage show. I was fucking living for her just because I've been such a big fan of her um, before, like, she got, like, popped up. Like, again, I'm still pissed and I'm going to sing this into the universe. You need to give the world back Big Girls, Small World. That album needs to be re-released to the world because it's still taken down by all streaming services. And I'm so mad about it because I think that and Lizzo Bangers were her best album. Look, you a real, real fan. Because I didn't even know about that album. Like, for the longest, her the first album that you were talking about, I was like, I didn't know that that existed. It existed. I was there. I remember when it was promoted. And I was like, who is this bitch? And I listened to it. And I'm just like, oh my god. Oh my god. Ain't I a woman? Ain't I a woman? Ain't I a woman? That was her... Ain't I a woman? Yeah, it was in 
Her, it was in Big Girl Song World, and and it wasn't. It's not re-released, and I'm so mad for not buying the physical CD. I think this is why it's important to buy physical CDs because like dirty record companies will just take the old shit down. But yeah, so Lizzo Fenty Savage show, she fucking killed it in that blue fucking lingerie, and she was like working that eating mirror. it up oh. in D'Angelo's brown sugar, and I'm just. Living for her. I don't care about Willow Smith. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. I just give a fuck about Lizzo. Damn. <laughs> buh, 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 buh. True. Oh, I, we could have more more Lizzo time. I kind of wish um that like she had more outfits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because that little blue number, like it was nice. It was cute. Whatever. But um some of those like they're so intricate and like lacy and like I wanted to see her in something a little more exciting. Yeah, I felt like it was a little basic for her. That's fair. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased because I I do appreciate the simple the simplicity whenever she's wearing something. Um, so I I don't get like butt hurt. Um, if she's not wearing anything like extra blingy, or... extra blingy or anything like that, because I just I still appreciate like the basicness of like what Lizzo can do. Um, and she had my girl Sequest on there. Sequest with her as a backup dancer who's been a backup dancer for her for a really long time so she's just that girl has just been like on her fucking more I'm gonna be polite when I say this because I know that's not exactly the statement I want to use but like she's been hanging on her coattails for so long and like their best season I'm like I'm so glad that Sequest has just been with her the whole time um and also my second one was Normani and that little like that wedding get up it was good the whole flower, like, the whole garden, the giant flower, like, it was just so, so aesthetically pleasing. Yes. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And I was, like, I was kind of sad um, to, like, hear about all the backlash from yeah the music that she was playing yeah. in the background. Yeah. One of the songs uh, had sampled a hadith, which is, like, a Islam prayer. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, since this is owned by Rihanna and Fenty Savage is a Rihanna product, um, the bear was backlash with some of the some of the songs and the selections. Yeah, within the show, like you said, um, but she apologized for it like right away. That, and I love Rihanna because like it was she owns everything, and she was like, you know, it was a really honest and like simple mistake, and like a, you know, she apologized for it. But she clearly like didn't mean any harm by it. Yeah, it yeah, it was like. And also the the artist who used that music to also apologize. Her name was uh, I believe it's Cuckoo Chloe, um, and the I song was called Doom, um, by Cuckoo Chloe. And she also apologized. She's like, I want to deeply apologize for the offense caused by the vocal samples used in my song. Um, the song was created using samples from ballet funk tracks that I found online. At the time, I was not aware that these samples used from text of an. Islamic hadith. So this was reported on CNN and she didn't know. Um, and I think that's what happens sometimes when the folks are being really creative that they forget like to do the research behind the tracks or the samples that they grab because something, something can sound like, Oh, I'm in the moment of that creative wave. And then they just put in something that doesn't actually match up. Yeah. I mean, but I honestly, I do feel like that's kind of hard to do now. Like in this like world of sampling, if you just hear a sound that you like and it's already out and existing in the world, especially if you don't speak that language, like it's kind of a little more difficult, I guess, to do the whole due diligence thing. Um, but just to clear it up, it's the Hadith is like um, 
a collection of like Muhammad's sayings and his actions and you know Islam considers that to be like halal sacred Mm -hmm. so just how they don't portray like images of Muhammad is like they but then they sing their prayers and I understand that it is sacred but some of them are also really common Mm -hmm. and so like it's hard to draw the line when you have religion so enmeshed within like your daily lives and it becomes part of like your culture and what gets spread and what gets Mm -hmm. shared and like who is allowed to express creatively with it and who is not right like it's just the whole right right but she apologized and i was like she's had models in the past like wearing the hijab and like she i feel like she she's so well traveled and like so respectful that I, i really don't think that it was like a malicious thing ever right some of these people, I think, were just being real butthurt. They're like, oh, it's disgusting because, like, people are wearing lingerie. And I was like, her lingerie, honestly, like, as far as lines go, are immaculate in, like, terms of coverage. None of her models were just, like, popping out, like, places where they shouldn't be. Like, everybody was covered. Mm-hmm. Nobody had any nip slips. Like, fannies are covered. Butts are covered. They had gloves. And, like, I'm like, come on. Right, right. Yeah, like, everyone was covered, and, like, there's also implication of, like, using masks, um, and, like, any type of, like, imitation of any headdress that sometimes, like, some fashion, it's not even just Fenty, it's, like, other fashion companies that Major fashion footballs. Yeah, like, that will get dinged on because they're not being sensitive to the tradition of, of, like, what the hairdress comes from. So I did notice of that. Um, anybody who actually missed the show, though, uh, it is available on Amazon, which I'm a little sad about admitting. But here we are. And the only reason why I'm sad about admitting that it's on Amazon is because, like, I'm really trying. I'm like, Bezos got his money, but he's not taking care of his employees. So I'm just like, I don't want to give any more money <laughs> to to them. Mercy you, Amazon, for being so good. And you know, I know I if they did they... Of Amazon Prime all the time, and I'm like. I know if see my my attitude would leave a little bit if you know if they treated their employees better if everybody had better working conditions and there wasn't such a high demand to have people there what regardless if I mean to have a high demand of the folks there who are sick and the reason if they're sick and they're still going to work there's a problem because people who are sick and go to work means that their their employer has very poor benefits on how to handle when they're sick. Obviously, there's not enough sick days or there's a manager who's not managing those sick days correctly. Like, if I'm sick and I say, I'm sick, I can't come in, my bitch ass should not be coming into work. It should be, I'm staying home, I'm getting rest, I'm going to get better. If I go into work, that means I'm I'm not making enough to miss work. Yeah, that's true. Like, and that's what employers need to realize. Like, if you have, that's the biggest toxic trait in a lot of workplaces is, if you cannot miss one day of work because you're sick or even two or three days of work because you're sick, that means the working conditions are poor. Right. The morale is like so low. Like, uh. Yeah. And that means that the benefits package are just taking advantage of other people. And that's why, like, situations like that are usually considered the new, like, slave labor. But anywho, um, but yeah. Going back to what I was saying, the, the Fenty show is, is actually available on Amazon. So if you guys want to go watch the show, please, please, please go check it out. It has artists ranging from Willow Smith, Nir, uh, Normani, 
Lizzo, Rihanna herself. It, it's such a good show. She had Demi Moore. Yeah, I was like, Demi Moore. Whoa. Sorry, Demi Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. I'm mispronouncing she had everything today. her motherfucking self. Yeah. Looking gorgeous. Yeah, she had a bunch of fucking folks come through. She had Paris Hilton. She had I don't know where. I know. Paris has been keeping quiet for years. She's like, I did my thing in the early 2000s. I'm done. And then she just pops up. I'm like, queen, excuse me. What? She she did her thing became before she came too problematic. And then she like disappeared. And then she just reappears during this fucking show. I, my God. <laughs> Yes. And all the big boys, uh, hello. Give love to all the different like body types right? in that show. She had femme big boys. She had masculine big boys. Like she had I don't want to hear. Boys in there. Mm, she did. Better to cuddle with. Mm-hmm. I was like the better like, I see you. With, I see you. Dear. She had some crazy dancers. Like the choreography always. Um, Paris like does an amazing global. Does an amazing job. Not Hilton. I mean, not that her dancing is not great. Um, but no. She tried to record music, bro. <laughs> She's, she Cute. tried. She's, she gave it a valiant attempt and said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm done. <laughs> She's like, hey, I actually didn't need to come out here to make me any money. <laughs> right? She's like, don't you remember my family? <laughs> it was like Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian gave it an attempt. Said, I don't really need to do this. I don't need to do this. I'm sure so. So... When people like Paris or Kim Kardashian do things like singing, I'm sure someone's pressuring them to do it. Right? They're and, like, the, and they're money, like really money, gassing money. them up and oh, being God. like, you can do this. And they're like, uh, I don't really. Should I be doing this? And then <laughs> like they passion. do it and it's like, I really didn't need Nobody to do needed that. This. No, no one asked. It. No one asked for that. <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> no one asked for that. No one asked. Uh, but they did it anyway, just to prove a point, I think. Just to say, like, we didn't need to do this. But we did it anyway because people asked. <laughs> um, other current events. Uh, some bad news, unfortunately, uh, with Derek Chauvin. Um, the, unfor- the very, very shitty murderer of George Floyd. Uh, someone, paled, someone paid his $1 million bail. One million dollars. Someone paid $1 million to let that man fucking walk outside of prison. After We're just murder. counting the days, I guess, until someone handles that whole situation. Right. Like, how much of a fucking narcissist do you have to be? And how much do you have to hate black people to oh, pay God. one million fucking dollars? It was probably Trump. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm. He was it's like, like assholes. I'm going to pay you this money. And make sure it goes to this company and then turns into this money and pay this company to turn into this money. He's and like, then I pay taxes. I pay taxes. I pay the best taxes. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But like, no, yeah, let's see your taxes. And he was like, well, you know what? Let's see your taxes. Bro, they were getting personal in that debate. Um, they were talking about each other's sons. And, oh, it got, it was It was wild. really dirty. It I almost really... felt like a VH1, like, it reality did. show. I was yeah. Like, this cannot be the presidential debate. Like, blew my mind. I guess yeah, my expectations so, are too high now. Like, what? So basically, um, in a court order issued on the Thursday before he was released, um, Hennepin County Judge Peter A. Calhoun, who's overseeing the criminal case of George Floyd's killing, cited that evidence supporting safety conditions have arisen, um, meaning that apparently 
I don't know exactly that means, but it just sounds like another shitty excuse to let this man free. They're like, if we put him in jail, someone will kill him. He's in danger. And Dude, child molesters going... And they were like, oh gosh, poor man. He's going to be a target. Yeah, child molesters go into jail all the fucking time and get their fucking asses reamed by people who hear like, people who are murderers, who murdered full-fledged adults. And if they learn that there's a new inmate who has child molested who is in for child molestation, they will, like, the rumor is they will fucking kill their asses because they don't like it when folks like them are so sick that they're touching children. And I know that has unrelated to the George Floyd case, but, like, that's also, like, if you kill a black man because you didn't properly go through the motions of seeing if his $20 was actually fake or real, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. There was no reason to kill this man over fucking $20. Fuck you. But yeah, like basically, uh, this guy apparently is now living outside of Minneapolis and is staying outside of Minneapolis until like they're trying to figure out what his final case is, even though someone bailed him out. But it's so unbelievable it got to that point. Yeah. But also what's even more unbelievable is the Breonna Taylor case where those cops, they didn't get tried for murder. They got tried right? for wasting they bullets. They didn't get tried for murder. Like, yeah. You're really going, oh yes, you're guilty of wasting city resources. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you miss, it's like, you're missing the you're whole missing point. You're missing the whole point! <laughs> like, and then someone, there's also excuses saying, well, the family settled on this amount of money, so why are we worried about Breonna? I'm like, we're worried about Brianna because she's another black life that was killed and murdered by, I don't know how to even say this. I'm trying to find the right me, word to insult them. But they killed her while she was sleeping. It's the precedent. And her own you have to set precedent. And you are yeah. setting a legal precedent that these types of behaviors are acceptable. Through law enforcement. They're law enforcement. And so, like, they go into her house and kill her. Like, we're all, like, people who are, like, taking these cops to, to court and saying, like, oh, it just sucks that they just wasted all that money by shooting walls. I'm like, are you, what? Missed the whole point. What? And they, they're saying this in political language, which is another thing I want to cover in a different episode, is that they're saying this in such formal language the where they're pretending... Speak. That we're not going to understand what the fuck they're saying. But you know what's great about folks who are black? We have connections on how to translate that language to what it actually is. So they can stop talking all politically and strategically all the fuck they want. But, like, the thing is, we understand what those charges mean. And I'm tired of it. Right? Act like there's no black people who become lawyers or judges or... Someone's going to translate their (laughs) fucking white-ass words. Like, that's what it is. So I'm just, like, I'm so pissed that... That's happening. I really want that to revamp. There's petitions everywhere to get that reevaluated. Yes, for it, sure. It needs to be because you you can't let a, a legal precedent like that slide. Exactly. Like, it's so disappointing. It's really disappointing and it's really proving that not only, like, everyone wants to hyper-focus on the women's lives and, that, and I understand because sometimes black women are not... Not even sometimes. Black women are just not as respected. Oh, that's and, true. Like, they're just bottom tier for some fucking reason. It was so sad. Like, I was walking um, with my group down the street. And, like, not sad, sad, but it just kind of made me go, oh, but, like, that's the way it is. Um, a black man was walking down the street, and one of my classmates is black and a man. 
and he gave him, you know, the black acknowledgement nod, and didn't acknowledge me. I was like, what the fuck? And it's not even like we were standing close together, like, oh, yeah. he was acknowledging both of us. No, like, he literally acknowledged him, I see him acknowledge him, and then he just walks past me, and I'm like, dude... Uh, especially in an area where it's, like, predominantly Asian or predominantly white. Like, I don't care if I'm not a man. I'm black and you should be like, yo, what's up, my sister? Like, the same way that you do with a black man. Like, come yeah. on. And it, that that shit needs to stop, especially when they're in immediate communities. But it also translates translates in other communities as well. Yeah. Like, like, black women are always fighting. But I guess what my point is, is, like, this this whole thing with George Floyd, Breonna, Breonna Taylor... Ahmaud Aubrey, um, Elijah McCain, even going into like Tamir Rice. It's just sad that you really have to say like stop killing us and mean it. Exactly. So it's it's just really fucking disappointing that that happened. <sighs> Anywho, moving on. Um, yeah, I was like to less disappointing and real exciting news. I want to congratulate. Nirvana Soul. Coffee, baby! I want to congratulate them on being the first black-owned coffee shop in downtown San Jose, but also San Jose in general. Fuck gentrification. That's right. Come through, sisters. So, Bianca Ashalu and Jeronica Macy found co-founded Nirvana Soul, a coffee purveyor and soon-to-be music and artist space just recently opened not this Saturday, but the Saturday before in downtown San Jose. Um, they took over the space of Cafe Friscotti, um, which used to be a music and also another coffee magnet of downtown San Jose. It used to be very popular. I used to go there like every so often. And also I know a lot of folks who have performed in that space. It was a small space to perform in, but have also performed in that space. Um, I've performed in that space. Um, and they, they really had, they took over a space that had really high expectation, first of all. Second yeah. of all, um, the space in general, I went there today and the space in general is just beautiful. Right? They, it's like a nice pink, white theme. Yes, they I have saw their website. Right? They have black art. And let me actually bring up some of the artists that they have, like, on display on their walls real quick. So. And also, if you're not, like, wanting to be in their physical location, you can still support them online. They have free shipping on orders over $25. So if you're, like, a coffee aficionado and you really need that extra kick in the morning, by all means, go check them out online and um, support them that way. Yeah. And, like, we're definitely, like, we're not paid by them or anything. We're just... Black women supporting other black women and exactly. black owned businesses. So Exactly. And like so for example, like going back to the like their their black business owners and they're doing a wonderful job. I I'm pretty sure I met Jeronica today on I I saw her just walking around interacting with people in line. She's super nice. Like I th- I congratulated her and thank you thanked her and she was like, "Oh, thank you." And she's super responsive. Like she's just really nice and the people that work there are just really excited to work with people. Um they also have artwork done by other black artists such as Akeem Akeem Rahim. He is a Bay Area native and a graffiti artist with ties from Detroit. And then he, his whole idea is to transform illegal graffiti to a more 
graffiti inspired art so then that way it's more than just being thuggish but more something that is can be perceived as beautiful and they also have artists such as Landon Smith um and he also grew up in San Jose so they tried their best to also keep it very local as well so like it was a really nice space I love the upstairs area it was super like socially distant I, I think out of respect a lot of people tried to not dine inside um and they kept their coffees from outside, but everything is just so black positive. They also posted a picture of, oh my God, I got so freaking excited. So Kia, she is a curl consultant. She cuts curly hair. Yes, for, I need her. Yeah, right? So she's, she's known as Kia, the curl consultant on IG. And like, I met her once and she's so wonderful. Oh. And she has such a, such oh, a... <laughs> I know, I know. She has such a wonderful personality, and and they had her posted on her wall uh, when she was featured in the content magazine. And so they're really they're tying their respects to downtown San Jose culture. Like they they know what's up. They're not doing it to be like, oh, this is our space, and we're from like out of town. No, they're like, we understand yeah, downtown San Jose. We know what the, the fuck culture. is up. Yeah, they know what Thank is up. You. So they also make waffles. Yes, I love waffles. I had a churro waffle this morning. I yeah, it was beautiful. Mm, it that's like a Christmas tradition in my family. Waffles, make, yeah, strawberry waffles. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. And so it's like, yeah, I just I love waffles. I have an emotional tie to them. <laughs> so yeah, big big move Monday to the ladies of Nirvana Soul. Thank oh, you so yeah. much. Like, and they're still popping. Like, there's lines. There's <sighs> still lines. I can't wait to get my hair did. Oh, you're focusing more on Kia. Yes. <laughs> um, so a couple of blurdy things I wanted to mention. Lay it on me, black nerd. Right. Um, like I said earlier, Mag West was a success. Um, I had the privilege this year to do Mag West, and there was a couple of reasons why I did it. One. Wait, you want to let people know what Mag West is? Just in case. Yeah, we can't yeah. all be like privileged. Mag West is an acronym. Mag, Mag. Mag. Mag is an acronym for music, anime, and gaming. Hell yeah. It's, there's the major festival called, or I keep calling it a festival, sorry. The main convention is Mag Fest, which is on the East Coast, I believe in Washington, D.C., where they have a lot of nerdcore concerts video game inspired concerts there's also panels and people who just love music and gaming like it's amazing there's to be honest there's less of an anime presence but they're a non-profit also that they also not only that they just party like two weekends in a row yeah. but or not two weekends in a row two weekends out of the year but they also raise money to give video game opportunities to children Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sick children, healthy children, like they do their best to make sure that they provide consults for kids. I needed that. Where was the consults right? for the children? And I think it's so important for kids to have video games. Like some parents are like, oh, video games, blah, blah, blah. But really, like video games are actually part of the future. Like there's a lot of video game design, but that also articulates into user experience and, and back end design because it's almost along the same thing. Like, we need to be more technologically conscious on what foundations actually apply to better jobs. And so, like, having that inspiration of giving kids video games, it enables their creativity and problem-solving skills and resilience. Right. Um, but also, like, the music aspect of it, that's a huge component to video games because it really sets the mood. It really sets the mood. 
So Mag Magfest has two festivals. So there's Magfest and there's Mag West, and then there's an in between thing called Mag Meets, which is just playing video games in between the year of I think they meet like once a month. So it's just kind of like a continuation to keep the hype. Yeah. So I did the sister convention Mag West, smaller, not as popular as Magfest. Like Magfest, you draw in all of like the heavyweights in gaming, whereas Mag West, it's a little bit more cute. You get the less heavyweights, but not in a sense to make it sound like it's not as um, important. But like, also, Mag West is newer too, though. Yeah? yeah, it's newer. It's about I think it's about three years old. And it's because it is nonprofit. Like it's less about you know spending lots and lots of money to attract people and to like sell them a bunch of stuff, and more about the community that you have like yeah and mag has always been about that they really really emphasize the whole relationship building um between between um guests musical guests and the attendees they don't want to put this whole gimmick that attendees are not allowed to interact with the guests they want guests to interact with the attendees to build relationships and to humanize everybody um so yeah, I just did that festival. It was our first virtual festival. Oh my god, it was so stressful because I'm not gonna lie, I'm super ignorant when it comes to Discord. <laughs> I was gonna say, I love how you're like, oh yeah, no, I just did this little thing. Like, no, you did like multiple panels, you put in so much work, you were organizing people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't downplay your achievements, woman. Yeah, so like I was just like, I it was a lot and like during that weekend, there was a couple family emergencies that arise, but it was good. But it was successful. Like, Matt, uh, like, this guy named Dak and this guy named Robbie Benson from Super Soul Brothers, they were the main hosts for the whole weekend. They did such a wonderful job. Ben Tristan, who is just adorable and such a cute, like, an, he's just cute. He's, like, adorable and cute, and he's just, like, he's organizing the whole thing. Like, he's basically the whole director of MagWest, and I'm just, like wow, like, you did such a great job. Like, really did such a great job. And he's like, oh, thank you. I'm like, you're too humble for me. Oh, my God. You're too humble. Aww. Um, But it went really well. And everyone was super supportive. Good. Everyone was super duper supportive. And then I had a chance to do the diversity panel again, which pre- pretty okay. But again, I'm, like, ignorant when it comes to, like, Mag West things. I had a trouble. I had some trouble with the technicality things because like there was a thing that kind of swung at me last minute and I didn't know what to do. But I learned my lesson. Um, but other than that, the weekend went great. I think Elisa and Danielle killed it. We had Ryu Carr, who was a who's like a fucking famous like speedrunner when it comes to playing video games. Uh, we had Sunny and the Black Pack. We had Kirk Grant Hope. Kirk Grant Hope, or sorry, Grant Kirk Hope. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I said that, like, three times I fucked it up. Kirk sorry, Grant sorry, Grant. Uh, so, Grant Kirk Hope is the original composer for all of the Donkey Kong games. Holy shit! Yeah. That is, like, a big deal. Super nice guy. Like, I sent him a thank you, and I didn't think he was going to say, like, respond acknowledging it. Aww. But he responded, he's like, you guys did such a great job. I'm like, oh, my God! <laughs> Legend. Legendary. Legend! <laughs> <laughs> so, I was... I was so happy. He even did the DK rap. Aww. He did the DK rap from Donkey Kong 64. Aww, did you cry? <laughs> I was like, how? <laughs> I was like, that is so iconic. But anywho, um, yeah, it was it was a great weekend, and I'm more than happy to work with them again, and I've learned so much. So, like, I'm a little bit more aligned with their vision, and I'm just more than happy to work with them again for next year. But I really hope that COVID settles down because what was missing from the whole weekend was a pool party. 
Hell yeah! I miss the pool party. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the party. And you know what? Like, I hear about, like, all the conventions and, like, the room parties and, like, the dances. MadWest is the best one because there's a pool! Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like, I really, like, missed out on that. Aww. My god. But yeah, it it's was great. The same in the bathroom, and apparently MagFest might be... Might be? Might might be. Might be, perhaps. Yeah, it might be. It's a huge might be right now. They'll, they don't know yet, but it, it might be. <laughs> it's a huge yes, no, maybe. Right, yeah. right. You like how I did that? Yeah. Whew. Um. So I want to go over how upset I am about the PlayStation 5. Please do. I have a PlayStation 4. I just got it. Shout outs to Devane Peterson, who got me that PlayStation 4. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Because he knew that that was the missing part of my life. Aww. Yeah. Because you gotta have friends. Yep. Devane, we love you, dude. We do. We do love you. Um, so PlayStation 5 is really confusing to me. Everyone's saying that the play has no limits. And I'm like, but you're not backwards compatible. So I'm really confused. The thing that pisses me off about new consoles is that... You, if they're not backwards compatible, meaning that they can't play the games that they were on the previous console, and this is a this was a big deal with PlayStation Two to PlayStation Three. Yes. When they announced that PlayStation Three was not backwards compatible, it fucked everybody up. My Guitar Hero game was like, what? Mm -hmm. Bitch. It's like so. <laughs> PlayStation is oppressive. <laughs> they're like, you will rebuy the same games for a new whole system. Yeah. Yes, you will. <laughs> and it made me so mad because I'm like, I'm not buying the fucking PlayStation 3. I'll just play the vi current video games. But then they asked, like, the new feature is now online play, which is a big deal. So, like, the more interactive play, you start streaming, you get popular, blah, blah, blah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure those who are listening but like, but actually, but actually bought the PlayStation 5. That's fine. Just correct me on my ignorance, and it's fine. But it's not backwards compatible, first of all. Second of all, apparently when it was supposed to release, like, there was a huge, huge debacle about what the actual date that was supposed to be released based off of the press conference that was released. I only want to play PlayStation 5 if... I only want to play PlayStation 5 because of the new Spider-Man game, which is Spider-Man Miles Morales because I loved Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. It was so good. But I'm really mad that you guys fucked up the spider, like Peter Parker's design and you tried to make him look like Tom Holland. You should have just kept the original Spider-Man from what he looked like in PlayStation 4. It was fine. He looked like an older adult who's been through some shit and then you guys just changed him to look like a child. I'm a little jaded, but whatever. That's the only reason why I play the game. And also, Final Fantasy VII Part Two, the remake, is supposed to be released <laughs> next year oh my God. in April and I'm mad because if it's only on PlayStation 5 <laughs> I can't play it on PlayStation 4 and it's gonna fuck with I'm me I'm so sad you're gonna have to play the game all over again I'm gonna have to steal somebody's five. PlayStation 5 I'm gonna have to be like hey oh I'm gonna God. borrow this for a couple weeks like my middle Nine. school ass is gonna do and, oh, and never give that shit back I'm pretty sure I still have some mangoes from like Vanessa and Shannon's household that is just on my bottom shelf somewhere from like you know what Shannon doesn't need it because she's about to change diapers so we're good oh my god that's so true that's so true I feel so old all my friends are pregnant and like about to give birth I love you guys you're beautiful powerful women and you're gonna be great mothers all of you yeah shout out to my cousin Shannon she's expecting a baby boy in December I am proud of you I'm sure you're gonna be a great mother and I'm glad that 
I'm stuttering because she's dating my next door neighbor for the longest time. <laughs> Fucking Taylor. I love Taylor. Taylor cracked me up when we were kids. Like he, he was always like very silent and seemed very meek, but like I obviously he knows how to pump a baby in somebody. So <laughs> So anywho, uh going back to the whole point. I'm really pissed that like if Final Fantasy Seven Part Two is released on PlayStation Five, I'm going to scream. Like I don't know who I will scream at. I'll scream at somebody. <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah. So apparently, like the press release came out about it, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna release the PlayStation Five for pre-orders like next week." Blah blah blah. And then Walmart's bitch ass, greedy ass, said pre-orders open tonight. You want to come down and look at this cleavage? Oh, they really did, like, slide up into everybody's DMs. <laughs> they did. And so everyone's like, oh my god, drop the phone. It looked like a fucking, like, <laughs> like, everyone was, like, dropping all their shit and go to Walmart, go to Walmart to pre-order. And then, like, Amazon, like, wait, what, 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 uh? No, we're pre-ordering. And then Target's like, but we're pre-ordering. And so it was, like, a huge domino effect because retailers are trying to get the money. Money, money, money. So it was, it was a mess at when it came to, when it came to releasing the PlayStation 5. And I'm still not interested in getting the PlayStation 5, to be honest. I just want it for those two games. But like if a PlayStation 6 comes out and it's backwards compatible, you know my ass is going to be on it. I was going to say, like, you can rage against the machine all you like until. <laughs> yeah. I love PlayStation. I grew up on PlayStation. I grew up on PlayStation 64 mainly. I'm not ignorant about Sega games or Dreamcast, but those were my two shits. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just ignoring all the news. I will appreciate from afar on everybody's streams about the PlayStation 5. I don't care if you get that fucking binder ass looking ass shit. Like, I just don't care. Like, just, I will wait until the 6 comes out. Um... Some anime news. Yeah, yeah. Yashahime is out. No. Where is it out? Where is it out? Where is it out? Crunchyroll. It's always Crunchyroll, isn't it? Funimation. Have you seen that one, like... It's on another one. Movie where it's, like, all the little, like, Netflixes teasing Amazon. Amazon's teasing, like, Redbox. And then all of a sudden, Crunchyroll's, like... My streaming is top dog, and everybody just shuts the fuck up because they got it like that. Right, right. Crunchyroll. So it's on Crunchyroll, Hulu, and Funimation. And so Yasha Hime, for those who don't know, is the sequel to Inuyasha. <laughs> it's about. <laughs> I'm really. I'm kind of like. I'm kind of like like awkwardly like big girl upset about this because like once I finished Inuyasha, I thought I was done with it. You're never done. <laughs> <laughs> You're never done. Never. I thought I was done with Inuyasha. Like, you know, I sat there and watched all 670 episodes of Inuyasha and all the movies. Oh my god. And finished that. How many hours of Inuyasha? Like, your whole... Listen, I finished it my second year of college when it was Holy 2010, shit. okay? From middle school to college. Yeah. Inuyasha Literally. lost it from middle school to college, yeah. Literally. It fucked wow. me up. Yeah. So, I thought it was done. You know, I'm very project-based, so once a thing is done, it's done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's over. Like, Game of Thrones is done. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm like, unless it's a remake, because, you know, Final Fantasy. <laughs> right, right. So, 
it released, the actual show released um, October 3rd, 2020. I heard rumors about it. I said my bitch ass is going to watch it because I need closure. That's how I am. It's the same thing with Final Fantasy VII. Like a new Final Fantasy VII comes, thing, so, comes out. I'm like, I have to play it because of closure. If, <laughs> if another Kingdom Hearts thing comes out, I have to play it because of closure. And I'm so sick of Kingdom Hearts because I've been on that shit since I was 11. Okay. <laughs> since middle school till now. My sister, who is 10 years younger than me, is on that shit, too. And I'm like, she's like, I love Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, bitch, you don't even know. Aw, <laughs> storylines. I'm gatekeeping her, and I'm like, you don't fucking know I've been playing that game before you were even conceived. <laughs> does it make you feel old? Yeah, it does. So old. So the, it came out just recently. The first episode was very anticlimactic. It was just basically kind of giving you a background of what happened in the meantime. Um, the second episode was released today. So you know me. Or actually yesterday. It was released yesterday. So um, I'm going to go ahead and set my attention on that since I don't have anything else to binge watch. But I do suggest you guys binge watching The Great American Barbecue Show on Netflix because that was actually a really sweet competition show. Oh, Okay. I love cooking shows. Um, I think I'm watching like Christine's um, like horrible creations right now on Netflix. It's really like kind of a macabre Halloween cooking show. It's cute, like pastries and cakes and such. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Is it anime? It's not anime. <laughs> I'm fucking um, with you. I know. I just went from anime to yeah, a barbecue I'm show. So <laughs> <laughs> but she's like vintage, and it's beautiful. It is. It is. So that's, that's kind of, like, on the anime news right now. Like, I, I'm a little fucked up, again, because of the fact that, like... Extra fucked up. Yeah, because, because, like... Whose kids are whose? I thought I was done, but, you know, Moroku did knock the shit out of fucking Songo. Like, Songo has three kids. Three wow. kids. Babies having babies. Yeah, and they're all close in age. So, I mean, he's, he's getting busy. No pun intended. Ugh. Um, and then last but not least, on for nerd things, um... Libra Complex 2, released by Grayson. <laughs> Nightwing. <laughs> uh, that was released, yes, I believe, yesterday on his birthday. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah. So, uh, happy birthday to Grayson. Uh, you deserve it. I'm, Libra Complex 2 is a really good album. It ha it's more targeting less on the nerdcore side and more on, like, the ambition side of his career. Um, we actually did an interview about it, so if you guys want to peep the interview, it's on my SoundCloud in the album Don't Cast and Drive. Don't Cast and Drive! Don't Cast and Drive. So, Don't Cast and Drive, as I decided as of today... Today. Don't Cast and Drive is going to be all interview segments of all nerdcore artists and other artists um, that are like-minded. Um, just talking about shitting the shit about their projects and upcoming things. Um, so that way we get some insider information about things that they're up to. And then Lady Blurred's Sing the Blues is our main show between me, sometimes V, and Kylie Too Smart. Where Go. we just shoot the shit like we just heard us all today. So... Yeah, but yeah, anyway, about Libra Complex 2, go listen to that shit. It's on all streaming platforms. Everything. Everything. Bandcamp, Spotify. Your email. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it's it's really, it was a really good fun interview. Like his twins kind of crashed the party and his twins are like not even a year old yet. Oh they're so cute. Just big heads and curious. Wobbly little legs. <laughs> Wob they're just wobbly wobbly. Like just everywhere because they're still partially cartilage. It's a cute. Cute. cute, cute, cute. <laughs> cute. We're, wow. We, 
That is telling. We are at the age where it's like, oh, baby. Oh, babes. Oh, babes. Yeah. So, yeah, go check that out. It's a really good project, and that shit goes hard. He has Kendrick samples all over the place. There's also a huge shout-out to... Shout-out to All Podcasts Matter. Um, They did... They uh, Grayson did a couple of nods to Kian, so it's really um, very beneficial for you guys to go ahead and listen to all love that I have here for All Podcasts Matter. You guys are always family to me. Anywho, um, let's go ahead and kind of close this out on talking about... Uh, Rain and Sade about their music. No, Shady Nate and Rain. Um, let's see. It was a. Who are they, by the way? So Shady Nate is an Oakland artist, hip hopping. He's been bopping. He's been out in these streets for years and years and years. Um, if you know the Jacka, he's also, you know, Bay Area royalty. He passed. I want to say last year. And um, Rain is a another local artist who used to work with him closely and he hasn't been putting music out, you know, since this whole COVID thing happened and this is his like first song that he is releasing. Oh, I was like, sorry. You're fine. I was like, wait, what did it's you all, it, it feels like, it feels like he, it, it's always like when, with these deaths, it always feels like it's always last year, but I'm pretty sure it was like, what, 2015? Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. What time is it? Right. Maybe, you know, maybe it was just, like, when I was talking um, to Josh, it just feel, felt like it was, like, yesterday. Because he was, like, talking to his family and, like, or, like, in his song was, like, talking about how he, like, still checks in on his family and, like, talks to his mom and everything. And I was just, like, uh, all the feels. I guess I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just the first thing that he had been putting out since, like, the last time they recorded together. Mm-hmm. So, um... Anyway, you should check that out. It's called Shooting Star. It's on YouTube. Um, Shady Night and Rain, aka Josh. Nice. Yeah, go ahead and check out check out Rain and Shady. Um, it's on all on YouTube. Thanks again for joining today's episode of Lady Blair Sing the Blues. Mm-hmm. I'm your girl, sometimes V. And I'm Kylie. Too smart. What it do? And we'll catch you guys.